And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. This is Danny J. And Jill Coleman. Oh my gosh, this is our first episode. Oh my gosh, we're so excited. We have so much to say. We had to figure out what we weren't going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we're so excited to have you guys here. Um, first off, just welcome, welcome. We can't wait to get into all of the things and we're just really, really psyched to have you here. Yeah, and so we wanted to take this episode to give you guys a little bit of background information. If you do not know Danny and myself, what we do, you know, basically our entrepreneurial kind of journey and also what exactly is the best life. So it's a little bit audacious to think that we can call something the best life, but we do believe that this is the best life and that everyone has the ability to live their best life by doing some things in particular. So Danny, let's start with your story. So I know that there's a lot of different facets, but let's just keep it to your entrepreneurial journey and fitness into finance and all that kind of stuff and how you and I met and how we got to this point. Yeah. So, okay. I I went to college and graduated with my degree in physical education. I was coaching gymnastics. So I always loved being physical. I loved sport and and that kind of thing. And so kind of ironically, um, I was an acrobat. Uh, I ended up getting paralyzed and out of the paralysis, I started doing a lot of like rehab on myself. So I was learning this stuff anyway. And I decided I might as well get certified as a trainer. I didn't know if I would ever use it, but I just went that direction. And Can we also point out how you just went like completely breezed over like, and then I was paralyzed <laughs> and then I rehab from that. We'll get into that maybe yeah. in a different episode. Maybe another episode. <laughs> but yeah, so it was just, it's an interesting journey and it's how I ended up being a trainer. Um, it was never anything I set out to do, but I loved it because I didn't necessarily, I, my degree was in phys ed. I didn't want to be a teacher mostly because the pay was so low. And so, yeah, I started doing... I just started doing personal training and I actually got really, you know, I think when you become a trainer, you feel like you have to look the part. Totally. So I was getting really into fitness and I started doing fitness competitions and that's kind of where I first saw you online. So we were on MySpace back then and I was posting all these pictures of my abs, the abs album and getting into the fitness lifestyle. And ultimately I ended up training myself way, way too hard and getting adrenal fatigue. And so it, it was this interesting struggle of like wanting to talk about fitness, but also I had to take a break from fitness. And around the same time as well, I was getting a lot of trainers asking me how I was building a brand online. So at the same time, I was working with a lot of other trainers, kind of teaching them how to do online marketing and business. And that's kind of what you do now. And just another really interesting shift. uh, My husband and I started doing network marketing and I was seeing a lot of my clients who had binge eating issues and also debt issues. And so I kind of just wanted to talk about more than just fitness. And I really kind of shifted in maybe 2015, try to rebrand myself and be more of a lifestyle. Um, I think my, my pillars of my business are really freedom, wellness and success. And so those are the things like I really love to talk about, but you had a really similar background at least Mm -hmm. as far as the fitness and training stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. I think we, we had a very similar, like I spent all my twenties basically doing competitions, fitness modeling, same kind of thing, you know, sexy photos on MySpace, And you know, most of our following were dudes being like, what's up? And it was just not, I mean, it was fine, but really in the early days of social media, people didn't know how to really do social media. You only put your most perfect stuff 
in front, right? All your Tupperwares and your perfect abs. And I know for me, if I wasn't in show shape, I just wouldn't post on social media. I would just go underground. Um, Yeah, but I think you and I are a little bit different in that. I know your story and you were totally like a rebel growing up. You were always questioning things. And I feel like you are an entrepreneur at heart. I don't think I was that. I think I am now, but I think early on, I was very much of a certainty mindset. So you said one of your pillars is freedom. For me, at least uh, my early 20s after I graduated college was very much about security comfort, you know, certainty, wanting to have the marriage, have the career, have the 401k, have the, and so it was a really like a rush to have all those things. And so for me, when I was about 24, that's when I did my very first fitness competition. And for me doing a competition, looking back makes so much sense Yeah. because I think one of the things that we do share is we are recovering perfectionists. And if you think about it, having the perfect body and getting up on stage next to other women and being judged on your physique is kind of insane, but at the same time, it definitely is something that if you're a perfectionist, you can feel good enough if your body looks a certain way. So I really fell in love with, oh, when I put these foods in my body, when I do this type of exercise, when I do this amount of exercise, I could just change the way I look. And it's one of those things that at first, it's really a good thing, right? Obviously, we have a health epidemic and people need to be doing more exercise. They need to be eating healthier. But for people like you and I who are driven by control mm-hmm. and perfectionism, it got out of hand. Yeah. And we had a lot of similar stories. I never was like typically, you know, diagnosed full adrenal fatigue, but I certainly did hours and hours of cardio to the point that I lost my motivation, that, you know, I noticed different changes physiologically, skin, hair, those kind of things. And at that point, it was becoming really obsessive. Yeah. So this is in my late 20s. I was super obsessed with food, counting, measuring, doing hours of cardio every day, feeling helpless to know what else to do, feeling terrified to do anything else. And it wasn't until I started my business at jillfit.com and the iteration that it is now in when I was 20. 29 years old that I started seeing my focus shift to yeah. other people. You know, obviously we get into fitness because we love helping people, but if you've ever been a personal trainer, or you're grinding at the gym, you know that that only lasts so long. You know, it's hard <laughs> to feel when you're doing 12 sessions a day for like five years straight to wake up every morning and feel super passionate about helping people. You do, yep. but you definitely get exhausted as well. And so at 29, I was working full time. I was, I just launched Jill Fit. I was still personal training and teaching, working maybe 70 to 80 hours a week in the gym. And I knew something had to change. And it wasn't until I discovered online business and and really was like, okay, I can have an online business, but I need to learn how to do online business. And it was around the same time, 2012, 2013, that both you and I kind of separately had very similar entrepreneurial journeys where we started like spending money on mentorships and coaching and going to events. And people in the fitness industry just weren't doing that. Yeah. So we were meeting people outside of our industry and going like, wow, this whole internet business thing is really a lot bigger than MySpace. And, you know, it's not about just (laughs) like working a booth at the Olympia and getting a supplement sponsorship and getting into magazines. And both you and I were like, okay, let's get a cover of a magazine. And we did that stuff. And it still was the same. We're still obsessed. And so you and I met in in 2013 at an event. An event that we were both speaking at. Yeah. And we talked to, and it was on entrepreneurship, which is cool. Yeah, actually that's, yeah, that's what we talked about. So it's so crazy because we had the shift around the same time and I knew we knew of each other, but we never really talked. I like, if somebody said, do you know, Jill, I could say, yeah, I know of her, but I didn't know you. And it's super interesting too, because I think we both realized also, you know, getting a cover, it wasn't paying the bills and I was getting sponsorships, but it was like free protein. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't pay my rent with protein powder. And it's cool 
school to get free clothes, but I also can't buy a car with some leggings. So, you know, it was also a shift for me going, okay, this isn't sustainable. And also I was so exhausted from the exercise and I was going also, I don't know if my body is sustainable. I don't know if I could continue to keep up this look and what if I can't. And so I was terrified and I'm thinking there's got to be other ways. There's got to be ways I can make money. And there has to be ways that I can do this where like you were working 60 to 80 hours a week. It's like, I just couldn't keep that up anymore. So yeah, we met at an event and we didn't like become BFFs right then actually. We, but that was the very first time we met. I remember sitting down and like, you know, knowing of each other and you telling me your story and I'm just sitting going, Oh my God, me too. That's exactly what happened. Me too. That's so funny. That's me too. And we're both like nodding and laughing (laughs) and probably a couple of drinks too. But I remember just feeling so connected in that way. And then we just, you know, you lived, I think at the time in maybe Dallas or, and so we didn't really stay in touch too much until a couple years ago. Yeah. So 2015, you know, this is really funny too, because besides all the me too's of our business, our marriages were very similar. We were both seven, eight years apart from our husband. Jill and I are the same age. Our husbands were about the same age. We got married around the same time. So we had a lot of really funny, like me too. We're like, we live parallel lives. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had moved to Utah and I found out I don't know, I guess maybe through social media that Jill moved to California. And I was like, hey, let's meet. We Maybe we should meet halfway, meet in Vegas. And it could be like a couple's trip. And at that time, Jill was like, uh, Jade's not going to be there. So I was like, okay, cool. So I just decided it's going to be a girl's trip. And then I found out that you guys were separated. Yeah. And that was uh, a big shock. And we're going to talk about this in one of our episodes. But, um, you know, Jill and Jade had one of those relationships that I really admired and looked up to. And so when I found out they separated, I was kind of shocked. You know, I think when you see somebody's, uh, I, their lives online, you idealize them. And I really like admired them too. And also because we had all the me too's, I'm like, Oh gosh, well, if you guys are separated, what's going to happen to us? (laughs) Like, does it spread? And apparently it does. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was really, I was really um, surprised, but I was also, I think it really brought us closer because that was the first time, like we had really talked in a more personal personal level. Yeah, for sure. And it was, um, at that point I hadn't, I definitely had not been public about our separation because I was still, we were still going through a lot of stuff. So we didn't talk about it at all publicly. And I still, I have only talked about it publicly for like the last year or so. And being able to share that with you and to have, just have you be in my inner circle like that and be able to like hold space for me was a really big deal. So that started, it was a couple months after I moved to Los Angeles and knew no one in LA mm-hmm. and you and Nate actually came and stayed in my place yeah. while I was in Australia for a month. Yeah. So, so this is what was crazy. So we had just been living with my grandmother and I was like, I found out Joe was going to go to Australia for a month. And I go, what are you doing with your place? Cause we maybe need a break from grandma. <laughs> and it turned out, thank God we did get a break and we loved California. So after leaving, there was kind of this talk of maybe we would move out. And honestly, I found out in June. So that was February, 2016. And then June, 2016, I found out that my husband was having an affair and I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to tell anybody. Only two people knew one of my best friends because she just happened to call and I put her on speakerphone and put him on blast and it was drama. And then my sister-in-law and I did not want to tell my parents. I didn't want to tell anyone. And even though Jill had opened up to me about her marriage, I was still just so, so embarrassed. And it was probably a few weeks later, she texted me out of the blue and said, Hey, are you guys moving to California? And I'm like, uh, maybe you should call me. And I said, well, we aren't, but, and I explained what happened and Jill was just so gracious. And she was like, just come, come stay with me. (laughs) And I'm like, um, are you serious? And literally I just remember like tearing up and thinking I actually might 
need to take you up on that. And I didn't really know how serious she was. And like I said, we weren't like close, close. We didn't talk every day on the phone or anything, but I just didn't know what else to do. I was in a very small town and at risk of running into him and his new girlfriend at the time, I guess, all the time. And, you know, I was trying to move out of my grandma's anyway. There was a lot going on. And so I was just like, if you're serious, I'm coming. And here and here we are. I loved it. And, you know, well, you were like, "Um, I'm driving around and crying in parking lots. I was like, you need to get out. You need to get out of there. At least a change of scenery. It's still hurtful. It's still painful. It's still sad. It's still all the feels. And we'll get into that all the feels next uh, next episode. But I loved that you trusted me enough to come. I think that is when we talk about relationships. And of course, in this podcast, we're going to talk about all sorts of communication, honesty, relationships. And to me, I love the fact that you trusted me enough to come and be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. My business is a little bit on hold right now because I'm dealing with this emotional stuff. We have family things going on. And that you know, I think for us, we bonded so much during those first couple of months, just yeah. like living together, talking about things. You were traveling a lot. I was traveling a lot. We had my like new puppy, which was like <laughs> thrown in the mix and she was insane, but we all really connected so strongly at that point. And so that brings us to the story of the best life. The best life. So the best life is again, like a very just kind of audacious name, but we knew that going into it. And again, it's one of those things that I think you define for yourself, right? Yeah. You define for yourself, but for us, it has a lot to do with, you said the word freedom, gratitude and appreciation, mm-hmm. even in the suckiest times. Yeah. So I remember it was right after you. The reason why I wanted to tell the story is because to set the stage for Danny came to live with me in Los Angeles for a couple months. It was maybe the first week you were there. I had this tiny, tiny little apartment in Santa Monica because I didn't know where I was going. So I had this tiny, tiny apartment in Santa Monica, four blocks, four blocks back from the Santa Monica pier on the fifth floor. And I had a little balcony and the place was so tiny that you couldn't actually hang out inside because there was just no <laughs> sitting space. So we always would hang out on the patio and we had two chairs and it faced the water. And one night we're sitting there and we're having a glass of wine and we're talking and and the sun is setting in the background and it's like this beautiful West coast sunset. And I just looked at you and I was like, this is just the best life. Isn't this the best life? You're like, yeah. And you're like, yeah, it is. (laughs) Even though you're in like the, you're in so much pain emotionally. Like I'm transitioning out of my marriage. It's like all the feels all the time. So heavy. But when you look up and you're in an amazing place with like amazing friends, having amazing conversation, having a delicious glass of wine and the sunsets there. It's like, how can you not be appreciative for the fact that you get to do this? I just got chills. I got chills last time you told this. (laughs) I got chills again. Then it just became a phrase. We would just say, we'd be at the beach and we're like, look at each other and be like, this is the best life. Or we take a walk and we just go, this is the best life. Or we go on wherever trip. We went to Cabo. We've been to... Australia together, everything we've done, we're just saying this is the best life. And literally, I can't even tell you guys how many crazy things happened at the (laughs) same time and not you wouldn't think we're the best. But we just decided let's choose to look at the amazing parts of it and and just decide that it is the best. That's what I was going to say. I think it is a decision, right? Like to me, it's just the ability to choose gratitude anytime no matter where you are. And it is hard, right? That feels like really kind of, I I don't know, maybe that feels a little bit tough for some people listening, but it is a choice. So it doesn't need to be our best life. It doesn't need to be, you know, what we described. It can be, maybe it's hanging out with your kids. Maybe it's going on a vacation with your partner. Maybe it's having a really amazing conversation over dinner with, you know, a loved one. It's something where you feel like I can't believe that I get to be in this place right now. Yes. And I get to. I like yeah, that. I get to. And you're generating those experiences as often as you possibly can. And then also choosing gratitude in those moments. Yep. So 
this is the best life and it's the best life for you. And it's the only life. So it's like, what's the alternative? It's, this is it. It is. is So yeah, that's our, that's how we got to the best life. And we've been chatting about doing a podcast for a little bit and trying to decide what it was going to be. And so we're really going to talk about this kind of stuff. We're going to go deep. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to go into the nitty gritty of the good, the bad, and the ugly, but also the lessons. Um, We're going to talk about choice and personal responsibility, having hard conversations. And we just hope you join along for the ride with us because I don't know, it's the stuff we love to get into. The more uncomfortable, the better. I think. <laughs> I think the more uncomfortable, the better. So if you're like a little bit cringing while listening to this, that might be a good sign for us yes, yes. <laughs> to push the envelope a little bit. Obviously, we always want to hear what your feedback is. And we just wanted to give you guys some backstory into why we created this, what we're going to be talking about. Um, Danny's one of the, her favorite things to talk about is finance and how to get out of debt and all that kind of thing. We'll talk about that. Of course, entrepreneurship. If you are in the health and fitness field or you're interested in internet business, we're going to be talking about that stuff. I love to geek out on that. I know you do too. We're going to talk about, again, yep, relationships for sure, honest communication. And by the way, that's not just with your romantic partner. That can be with, right? I mean, boss, anyone. It can be with coworkers, it can be with your boss, it can be with uh, a good friend, it can be with an acquaintance, it can be a family member, it can be with a parent parent or a child. (laughs) And I think that honest communication can be tricky, but at the same time, it is, I think you and I have both found that there's so much liberation in in going to that place. And it's like ripping off a band aid. And then once you start, operating in a from a place of honesty, your relationships just become much more fulfilling. Totally. I can't wait to talk more about that stuff. <laughs> so anyway, we're so excited to have you here. We would love for you to subscribe, to review. Um, you can go to thebestlifepodcast.com and join our Facebook group. We'll have some extended conversations and discussions in there. And also, we're super excited. This doesn't really happen for a lot of people, but for our very first podcast, before we even started, we have a sponsor, Organifi, and we will be interviewing the founder and everything there. And so we have some really cool stuff from them, but they have amazing green juice, proteins, red juice, and their new gold, which I'm so excited about. And if you go to Organifi.com and you use the best life at checkout, you get 20% off. So we'll talk more about them as well. Yeah. Super grateful to Organifi. Products are amazing. Both of us are, have been using them for a while now. And if you guys are into a healthy lifestyle, it's pretty much non-negotiable. And if you are someone who probably needs to get more vegetables, more fruit in your diet, it is um, known for its green juice, red juice, and it tastes really good. It is so yummy. I know. It's so surprising. I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to like this. Oh, I like it. I've been drinking it every day. <laughs> and you have funny story about the turmeric. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the turmeric, it's like, did I say it? I don't know. Turmeric. Tur- I think you do. Turmeric, turmeric. Well, don't quote us on this, the saying <laughs> of the word, um, but it's an anti-inflammatory. And so I was really, really sore from a workout and usually it lasts days. And I just got some and I decided to read up on it. And there was a little card. It said to like take a massive dose, which I did. And literally my soreness was like gone. This is more than, I usually take four four or five Advil to get rid of that kind of pain. And I was like, damn, this stuff works. Yeah, so now I'm like sold on that. I'm taking it every day. I know. And they, we're just so grateful that they put their faith in us early on to yeah. support us. And um, we're going to continue to promote them and make sure and send you, send them, you guys to them. So awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us on episode one and we will see, get ready for episode two. It goes in deep right away. So just jump on. You're going to want to binge listen. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Bye.